All right, Brad. We are back like three days later from the last time yeah. we recorded. <laughs> that was quick. But a lot happened in yeah. those three days. I mean, it was uh they weren't boring games, I'll tell you that, with the Cubs. That was fun. Well, the Giants did sweep the Cubs. The, uh, yesterday's game, so Sunday's game, was a little worrisome because they played really bad baseball for yeah. a lot of it. And Tyler Rogers somehow got out of a, what was it, bases loaded one out in the uh, seventh or eighth. And yeah. then Mac Cheese strands a guy on third to end the game. <laughs> like, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, 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 spoiler alert, I did throw him in the player of the week. Uh, one of the three guys, Mac Cheese, Jake McGee, just because he did have a couple of, uh, I mean, even though he, you know, had the potential tie and run at third base to end the game, he still pitched really well in his, the couple of times that they actually needed him this week against the Rockies once and against the Cubs once. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, threw him I, think, I think you even called him Jack McGee in, in the tweet. Oh, no. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually try to. Uh, yeah, I try to. I mean, McGee, maybe that's his real name. Who Jack knows? McGee. It could be there Jack McGee. Jack McGee sounds like somebody who will be up to some real dastardly stuff on like Dynasty, right? <laughs> I mean, he'd be the bad guy. Jack Cheese. <laughs> Jack Cheese McGee. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah, Giants uh, are still two and a half games yeah. above the Dodgers. Dodgers need to lose a game. When we're on a roll like this, winning seven in a row, we need them to w- lose a game. So here's an interesting thing yeah. about the Dodgers is they are throwing Clayton Kershaw today. Interesting. Clayton Kershaw, um, he's been, I think he's had like forearm issues. And I think he's pitching today. At least my uh, my buddy who's a Dodger fan he told he told this to me. Yep, it is Kershaw. So yeah. thankfully for Kershaw, he gets the dirt worst Diamondbacks. Yeah. Diamondbacks have 96 losses, and we still have like 20 games to go. Jeez. And uh, and so you know, he'll get to throw against a team who is uh, you know, not really playing uh playing great baseball pretty much since like maybe like the first two weeks of the season when they were on fire. Yeah. Uh and uh, and so he'll be back. They, I think they have four. I want to say that they have four with the Diamondbacks. So that's not great for us because the Diamondbacks right. are terrible. <laughs> and uh, and the Giants have three with the Padres. Those games are at home, and we'll talk four. about them. Yeah, don't we? Have oh, is four? it four? Is it it's four? It's a Padres? four gamer. Yeah, we start tonight and we go all the way to Thursday, and um, <clears throat> we'll talk about that later. But they've got, you know, the Padres have a nice. I don't know what this is like, but they have a nice five-man rotation. I, it's been so long, I don't remember what a five-man rotation is. But, but Blake um, Snell got hurt yesterday. Blake Snell got hurt, and he was the one we're going to miss anyways because he pitched yesterday. So we are you know, facing four good pitchers who haven't been pitching very well. Uh, their bullpen has been stank the past like three plus weeks. Um, so again, giants need to do, to need to do what they do and that's get to the starter, have them throw a lot of pitches uh, and then get them out of there and get to that bullpen. So you're right. I actually flip flop them. The giants have four and the Dodgers only have three with the D backs. And then they face the reds, which might be the most competitive series for the Dodgers for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because we, we we mentioned this in the last podcast, but 
Uh, Rockies at home should have been a, a tough run, but the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, the Giants beat them up. And then they get the Diamondbacks again. And then the Padres, you know, that could be competitive too based on where the Padres are. But they just took care of the Padres three straight in these last three games and outscored the old pods uh, 16 to four. Padres yeah. got shut out twice. And so, you know, this is uh, this is what we have to end. So the only thing the Giants can do is win because, like we said, they end with the Brewers. By the time the Brewers uh, come to town, come to L.A., the Brewers will have wrapped everything up in their division, so they will have nothing to play for. So the Dodgers have a little bit of an easier ride to the end of this season than the Giants have, especially when you, when you look at the combined winning percentages of the team. So for the Giants... They just got to keep winning, and there's not going to be anything easy come the rest of the season. There, there's no like, oh, we're going to be able to cruise at some point, <laughs> unless before the last series of the season they've already clinched. But you know, based on how both teams are playing, it doesn't look like anyone's losing anytime soon. No, and and Milwaukee can wrap up their division this week. I mean, this week already with three, um, you know, twenty games left, three weeks left, um, and so that was the like we talked about on the last show. So coming up this Thursday, the Giants play the Padres. The Dodgers are off. We're uh, you know we have a two and a half game lead. That's that half game. So we have an extra game. Giants have a chance to then gain another half a game. That's the beauty of having one extra game in your back pocket at that game on, on Thursday afternoon, because it's an afternoon game. That's going to be huge because that's that's your half game pickup. Dodgers don't play. It's kind of just a, a freebie. So you gotta you gotta pull that one out. But you know, win the first three games, get a four-game sweep. And the Giants could could, you know, end the Padres series with eleven in a row. That would be fantastic. That would be wild. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's play the intro video here, and we'll come back and uh, talk about our drinks here. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. Decide what you did. You decide to match me drink for drink tonight. Let's see if we did. Uh, hold up your bottle in one. Do you have your bottle with you? Oh, I don't have the bottle. Oh, you don't. Okay. All right. Well, one, two, three. Here it is. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Terramana. Is that what you got there? Terramana with the Terramana. There, citrus. There you go. And I almost brought the can in. So that's exactly what I got also, too. The grapefruit citrus, threw a little wedge lime in there. Got, ah, uh, that's what I forgot. Yeah, I yeah, the, lime juice. The lime is really nice. That little citrus, the, the real citrus kick. Right. Uh, and then a couple of uh, ice balls from the new LG refrigerator, a couple of the cocktail ice balls. There you go. And uh, gets a, it gets this thing nice and cold. So um, I have very little left, but no fear. The wife has purchased a new bottle. It is in the cupboard. So as soon as that one's out, I'm nice. cracking the new one. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ice balls, by the way, worst adult film ever made. <laughs> Ice balls. <laughs> well, oh, I'm, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is an adult maybe, film. I'm, I'm sure. Balls, but I imagine it, it'd be really bad. It's probably a take on space balls. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, um, Let's uh, let's actually kick it off uh, with our player of the week. Mm-hmm. And 
this was a, a fun one because we had a situation and I'm not going to uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll actually because I know who won. I'll let you introduce the player of the week and then we'll talk about how fun this player of the week was. All right. So let's go through the player of the week real quick. It's um, put three players eight out there. Uh, Jack. AKA Jake McGee <laughs> was one of them. I can't believe I did that. I usually proofread <laughs> my stuff before I hit. I must have been in a hurry. I don't know. It's been a wacky day. Welcome to Monday. Uh, so, player of the week, I put three guys out there. Uh, J- did I, now I see it. Jack McGee. <laughs> Good Lord. Jack McGee came in third. He was two for two in save ops this week, had two innings pitched, seven batters faced. Only gave it one hit, no walks. But that one hit was a scary hit because, again, we were only up by one. Gave up the knock. Um, You know, was it a one-out double, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so a one-out double. uh, Next batter moved him over to uh, third, and then Jake McGee gets out. Jack McGee gets out of it. Uh, So he came in third with 8% of the vote. Second place, Evan Longoria, 16% of the vote. Uh, He had a monster week. He loves uh, Wrigley um, and Colorado. 435 Woba, uh, one home run, seven runs, scored nine RBIs, and a 20.8% walk rate. Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, get on base, huh, Longo? That's what we needed, too, and we're kind of missing that. So him and Listella had a pretty decent week, too, uh, but he was not on here. Uh, Brandon Belt, our winner, player of the week, 669 Woba, 529 average, two home runs, seven runs, six RBIs, 778 BABIP, and uh, ooh, ooh, what do we got there? So when you had mentioned Jack McGee, yeah, I remembered. I just bought this rookie card of a famous San Francisco <laughs> that, giant. Look at that kid. Jack Clark, 1977 tops. Man. Um, and he looks you know, like he, a little kid there, but he was, he was what, 6'5"? I mean, the guy yeah, was enormous. Giant. He was my favorite <laughs> player in uh, when I first started paying attention to baseball, and then they traded him like right when he was my favorite player. Yeah. Now, mine, uh, my first couple of favorite players in the Giants, you know, Jeffrey Leonard, Chili Davis, but Daryl Evans for obvious reasons, because I, I thought he was a relative. So I was yeah, like, well, same, I was, same man. Yeah, I was young enough. I go, hey, he's cool. And I also huge Dwight Evans fan, but also because I played right field uh, and didn't have one thousandth of the arm that he had. Still <laughs> All right. Guy. So so our winner, Barry. none other than the captain. <laughs> Ah, that is beautiful. Okay, so what is the story with this captain thing? So the story is, so that's electrical tape. It's got to be electrical Yeah, tape, yeah. Right? I, I mean, so. yeah, I almost put, I almost, I have gaffer's <laughs> tape. And I almost did a B on there, but I wore a black shirt. So um, so the story on that is that uh, Longoria put it on there because they, they were joking on the airplane on the way to Chicago um, Belt was joking that he was the captain and he stepped up and, you know, uh, in front of everybody and said, I'm the captain, blah, blah, blah. So get off um, the plane first or something. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was yeah getting off the plane. He was talking about he's taking charge. They need a captain on the team and, and whatnot. And then so Longoria put the tape on there and he left it and just left it the entire <laughs> game and then had. The and you're familiar with the wrestling personas, but he had a, a very wrestling persona in the post game and in the interviews talking about how you know he stepped up and <laughs> he's just doing what captains do and everything else. And it was, I was absolute classic. Then I started thinking, oh, you know what? The Cowboys played the Bucks the night before, right? The Buccaneers, um, 
Longoria loves all of the Tampa Bay teams and belt. I is from uh, Texas. So maybe he's a Cowboys fan. So it's quite possible. He lost a bet and had to wear that C and have to had to have the persona for the rest of the game. That's just my theory on that is because it all of a sudden disappeared, went away the next day, everything was gone. Everything was back to normal. So yeah. Brandon belt has one of the greatest hometown names pulling it up here just to make sure I don't get it wrong. Okay. So, um, this says this. So, so I, I looked it up. Twitter has, or Wikipedia has Lufkin, Texas, but Ooh. his MLB profile has Nacogdoches, Texas. Oh, yeah. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches, Texas. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a hometown there. Yeah. Now, I'm a big uh, a fan of country music. Um, nothing new. I can't stand any of the new stuff. It's all old all stuff. Old stuff. Um, but it, I think in a George Strait song back in the day in the 80s, he does mention Nacogdoches. Um, so, yeah, so I've heard that name before and all like Lubbock and all of those, all from country music songs. Never been there, uh, but uh, very familiar with the names of places in, in Texas. So, yeah. Does Taylor still do country music or she's completely pop music now? I think she's completely pop music. And the last two albums she did, Folklore and... Can't think of the other one, but my my oldest daughter is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually have down here, I have the LP of, um, oh, Evermore. That was the other one. So yeah, Folklore, yeah, yeah. we have that double LP and it's really good. I actually like it um, because it kind of goes more with Americana type of music like Casey Musgraves and into that uh, realm. So it's pretty good. I like it. But yeah, she went like straight pop right in the middle there uh, between country and and um Americana type of music. So, yeah. I, I like Taylor because she understands her worth and she understands her leverage. They did something funky with her masters and she was like, oh, I'm just going to re-record all of these songs and own them. Yes. Yeah. And she, and, and so, and of course my 15 year old has been eating that up too, because yeah. you get these new re-records of the albums. Plus she throws in like, Oh, here's 15 more songs that yeah. I worked on at that time that are uh, like rare deep cuts before the other record label could release those deep cuts. Yep. She's like, oh, no, no, here they are re-recorded. So yep. there yep. you go. Yeah, brilliant it's stuff. It's, it's good stuff. She, she's yeah. a very smart woman. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because I feel like we've watched her since she was like 16 years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... I have a, you know, we're, we're, we're riding a little high right now. I, I have to pull us down a mm. little bit, you know, Don't just, just a little bit <laughs> because, um, so I was kind of wondering what was going on with Cueto because we know that they, they took Cueto out of the rotation. And, um, and so I saw a tweet today from one Alex Pavlovich. Gabe Kapler says Johnny Cueto isn't throwing yet, and that's not on the immediate horizon. With three mm. weeks left in the regular season, he's running out of time to get back. So we've been talking about the ascension of Logan Webb, and even before Johnny got hurt, you know, Logan Webb really solidifying himself in front of Cueto. But when playoffs come, you know, Cueto's a vet. Like, he, he would be very valuable for this team in the playoffs. You need 
five or six, you know, really, really grinding innings. Like you trust that guy to do whatever it takes to, you know, to get some outs. Now, the fact that we have no idea if he's going to be back, what does that mean? So we've been seeing all these bullpen games and we'll get to the, the rotation. There's, there's a, at least we'll have at least two starters for uh, the yeah. Padres series. Yeah. Cause we know um, tonight is not a starter. And right. Then, yeah. You're right. So <laughs> Alex Wood, we've been talking about Alex Wood. He had some really bad COVID symptoms, a uh, big time setback. Sounds like he's throwing. He's feels a lot better. He may be ready to go sometime soon. Um, what do you think about the rotation? Because I know the Dodgers had to do the same thing. Bullpen game, then a starter game, then a bullpen game. I, I, I've never seen it in the playoffs. Like, it's, you know, I've seen openers mm-hmm. in the playoffs, but I've never seen these, like, one and two inning, nine pitcher games in, in the playoffs before. We're so used to having the starting pitching that goes deep into playoff games. This is going to be really, really weird for me. Yeah, it, it is going to be strange, but it is the new baseball. Um, it, it, and, and it's because guys throw so dang hard now. Um, there's injuries all over the place. Uh, it, you know, and again, you know, you get your flexor muscle, you get your uh, oblique, you get your hip, you get your knee, your ankle, everything, you know, on a pitcher's body can go at any time. Cause again, they're covering first base. Um, maybe they'll go down, you know, with the DH coming in because you do also see uh, injuries of guys running the bases too uh, on occasion, pitchers running the bases. I always tell them, take it easy, take it easy. So I, I'm actually glad we're going to see the DH because, you know, the whole pitcher take it easy, pitcher gets one hit every 50 at bats. I mean, and, and let's get back to baseball. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so, so yeah, this is the new, this is kind of the new norm. Uh, you may end up seeing uh, in the near future uh, teams with uh, three man rotations and then fill in the rest because again, you have a 26 man roster. Uh, I don't, I know there's a cap on the amount of pitchers that you can have. Uh, but once September hits, uh, your rosters go up to 28, and then there's no cap on pitchers. So I think you're going to see the end of the year in September more of this. And also the Giants need this right now, too, to keep to, to keep their starting pitching healthy for the playoffs. So will we see it as much in the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, the Giants can go into the playoffs with four starters, Um and with the amount of day, uh, days off that they have, they can get by with four starters. Yeah. Um, and, and then have a, you know, have a one bullpen game every now and then. So you're up 3 0 in a four game series and you want to rest one more starter. Do you go a bullpen game? Uh, but also, do you run the risk of in a seven game series, you're up 3 0 to let the other team back in, right. possibly with a bullpen game and make it 3-1. And now they got a little bit of momentum. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. A lot of gamesmanship is going to be coming up. But 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 I really do think this is kind of the way of the future. Um, and with Kershaw going tonight, I, I mean, he's coming off the IL. He's still kind of banged up. They're probably also considering this a bullpen game. Was this going to be one of, like, a, would this be a rehab start for him tonight? And maybe he only goes two innings tonight. I can't see him actually, you know, they're going to push him like six innings. He'll throw 80 pitches. I, I don't see that. Maybe yep. 30, 40 tops, maybe. Um, so, that, so, the, so the Dodgers are using this also as a bullpen game. Um, but, yeah, it does – 
it does excite me a little bit because I love pitching matchups. I love um, leverage. Um, so when a, when you have a specialty guy like uh, Dominic Leone, mm-hmm. uh, so the other day I uh, I was listening to the game on the radio. I I, I couldn't watch that game because I was at work, so I was listening to it on the radio. Um, the Friday afternoon game that Leone started, and uh, he went the first inning. And instead of pulling him out after the first inning, like uh, Kapler did against the Dodgers the previous Sunday night in the Bueller matchup, uh, he left him in. And he actually got through the second inning, which was great because at that point you go, whoa, fantastic, because we have Gossman and then we have Webb going on Sunday. But although at that point, I didn't, I don't know if we knew we were going to have Webb going on Sunday. Um, but yeah, but, but so if you can squeeze that out. So I like it. It's, it adds a little bit of excitement to the game, a little bit to the matchups, uh, to the leverage and everything else. So tonight is actually kind of an exciting game for me with Dominic Leon starting again because um, his ERA is below two and he is pretty nasty against right-handers uh, to start the game. Um, so, so it's fun. It's, it's kind of fun to watch. When it backfires, it sucks, and you want to turn off the TV because now you're like, now we're going to just run through our bullpen the rest of this game when we're down you know, 3 nothing, and we got to come back from that. But, uh, but, yeah, I think this is kind of the wave of the future for your fourth and fifth starters going ahead. Um, all right, so if Cueto doesn't make it back. So we're talking worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking Gossman, Webb, Desclafani, and Wood? Would that be your four? That would be my four. Um, if you had to go with a fifth, Scott Casimir has the next amount of... Um, uh, of experience. Uh, I don't, re- I don't remember off the top of my head, the roster rules. Um, I believe, well, I, you know what? He's not even on the 40 man. So I don't even think he can pitch in the postseason. but he can pitch down the stretch here. Right. Uh, but he wasn't on the 40 man as of, I think it's August 31st. So if you're not on the 40 man as of, uh, or sorry, um, uh, August 1st. So the July 30, that's why the July 31st deadline is such a big deal because right. you're making a trade and getting a guy on a, on the 40 man. Um, if he's not by that time, then they're not eligible for the postseason roster. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that's gotta be our four going into it. Um, what about, I'll give you one guy. Okay. Who um, I think he threw. I'm going to look at the game logs here just to double check. Yep. Uh, he threw. Um, where is his? Okay, here we go. So he threw one game for us. Okay. Went three and a third innings, one hit, one walk, six strikeouts. His name is Jose Quintana. Hmm. Now, again, was he on the 40 man? He's on the 40 man. I just looked. But I don't think he was before August 1st. So let's. Uh, so, so again, I got to look at that because I may be wrong and it may be September 1st. Uh, but, but I'm going to have to look that up. But let's say for argument's sake, he is eligible. Um, he could be your number five. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you need a five, um, 
if if your starters are going long, pitching a lot of innings, doing really well, and you need a fifth guy, yes. But if your pitchers are getting, you know, knocked around and only going three or four innings, your starters, you can really pitch those guys on shorter rest. Um, again, the makeup of who we have as starting pitching, I don't know who can and can't go on short rest. Um, really all of these guys, because of last year, really all of these guys haven't pitched a whole lot in the last couple of years. Yep. Um, so I think that's why you're also seeing more of these uh, bullpen games because you don't want to rush Wood back. Uh, Di Scofani, uh pitches tomorrow night on Tuesday um, against Jake Arietta. So I think in a situation like that too, he's got the bum ankle, right? So you don't want to push him too much either. Um, and with the 28 man roster, I'd have to count to see how many pitchers we currently have on the active roster. I'm going to do math on air. Are you ready? Two, right. four, six, <laughs> eight, 10, 12. They have 14 pitchers on the active roster right now. Um, out of 28. So they split at 14, 14. So they really could, you know, you, you could take a guy like Estrada. If you needed a couple extra pitchers, do the, do the thing they've been doing, send them down for a day or two, bring them back up. Uh, same thing with uh, Duggar or Slater, drop them down for two days, bring them back up, uh, add a 15th or a 16th pitcher if you need it. So the giants are, are doing really well with the, um, with the active roster shuffling, uh, which is, which is, uh, I should really call it shuttling because that's kind of what they've been doing. Shuttling between, uh, Sacramento and San Francisco. Although I think, I really don't think they're getting on buses or in cars and driving back and forth every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably hanging out on the, um, what's it called? The uh, taxi squad, um, you know, sending you down for two days where you just kind of hang out at the stadium and and then you're back on the roster two days later. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think if you do need that fifth guy, Quintana can do it. Um, but I really think you can get away with a four-man pitching rotation in this day and age. Um, with the way it's set up with the off days uh, for the postseason. All right. So before we get to this San Diego series, which is very important if they Mm -hmm. want to win this division, I went to the San Jose Giants game with my son and his buddy. And the reason why we went is because first round draft pick Will Bednar started for San Jose. I think he threw a couple of starts in rookie league or whatever. Uh, so this was first time in San Jose. I imagine he starts the season next year in San Jose and uh, he threw two innings. He had, um, I, I would say the fastball was between 92. He may have touched 95 one time, but it was, he was sitting pretty much 94 the whole way. Uh, got, didn't get, he, he, some solid contact, but the reason why they scored a couple runs is mostly because uh, low A ball defense isn't the, the most fantastic. <laughs> right. Um, but I did get his first ever uh, major league strike, or I guess uh, minor league strikeout. Uh, uh, in, it happened in the last batter in his second inning of work. So let's see if this video works. Yeah. Oh. 
so he was very comfortable. Uh, I think he's throwing a slider. Very comfortable throwing slider first yeah. pitch, breaking ball first pitch. Uh, fastball looked really easy. I imagine as they kind of build him up a little bit, he'll probably be able to throw a little bit harder than he did. He was he was cruising. He wasn't like re- rearing back, reaching back. He was very effortless sort of motion. So it's fun to see that. But I have a couple other videos here because one of the guys that we've been talking about all season long, and he hasn't had the greatest season when it comes to offense, is one uh, Patrick Bailey. And then we'll have a little fun uh, thing with uh, somebody shared our video in in her article today on The Athletic. So let's show the video first. Ooh! I've got it, Mace. That's home. Go home, go home, go home, go home. So that was, was it? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So that was uh, Patrick Bailey, and he is on fire right now. He, I think, I forgot what the stats were, but um, in in the article that I read, he's hitting, you know, power averages in, you know, the 330s or whatever for the last few weeks of the season. But they actually head into, um, they're going to play the Fresno Grizzlies for whatever the single A ball, uh, low A ball world, world ch- championship is. Um they have five games against the Grizzlies, but I think this is just to end the season. And then after those five games, then they go into the playoffs. Or maybe maybe those five games start the playoffs. I couldn't figure it out. Like, it was really weird. <laughs> I was even asking people, like, how does this thing work? And they're like, uh, so... Yeah, it's a whole different world now in minor league baseball yeah. the way they do things. I'm, I'm not sure either, because I'm looking at the schedule now, and they got three with Fresno... Champ, championship oh no they got yeah so they have uh one two three four five the the regular six game series with fresno then they have uh three out of five so i think the way it used to do, happen in the california league was when you won the first half you would play the winner of the second half um just because there was so so much movement with players going from, you know, single A to low A to double A, and then back and moving around, and then the draft and guys like Bednar would come in. Uh, so th- so that's the way they do it. You have a first half winner, a second half winner, and then they play each other. So it looks like they're going to finish with like thirteen games against each other. Pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> okay. So the um, the athletics. Uh, Melissa Lockhart, she covers the minor league system for the Giants and the A's. So she wrote a piece today. Her Generally, she writes, uh, I think I think her main piece is like once a week, she just kind of recaps what all of the minor league teams are doing. So let's see if I can actually share screen this for the video podcast and for the audio podcast, I'll just explain what I'm talking about. So let's see how this works here. Um... Let's see if this works. Can you see that? I can. All right, there we go. So this works. Okay, so here's her breakdown of the San Jose Giants. She has a tweet from Joe Rizzo saying Giants are playoff bound. Best of five uh, versus Fresno on 921. And she talks about Patrick Bailey. 
Things have finally clicked for 2020 Giants top pick Patrick Bailey, who hit 333 in 63 at bats in August and has 17 hits and 39 at bats for the Giants so far in September. Um, he is hitting 333, 426 on base, 564 slugging with seven home runs in 42 games with San Francisco. And then she shares one of our tweets, which was the uh, the video that I just showed of Patrick Bailey hitting the double uh, off the fence. And it was very kind of her to uh, to do that. I Not that she knew, she knows who we are at all. She just <laughs> probably searched and was like, oh, SJ Giants, Patrick Bailey, I'm going to share this. But uh, that was really cool. That's so great. I, I, I liked seeing that. Um, I have one more video because after Patrick Bailey doubles, uh, Luis Matos hits behind him. I think they hit four or five. And then the very next pitch, this thing has... So the you can hear like the people didn't even realize because <laughs> what what happened is is he got his hands so far inside on that pitch yeah everyone thought it was a foul ball so they're just like oh like he he hit it really well but it's gonna be foul and that thing just stayed inside <laughs> the the foul line which was amazing to see how he was able to straighten that thing out he is a stud I yeah. think he won the team MVP my guess is next year we'll see him at high A. And then who knows after that, you know, he could also go up to uh, go up to double A at some point next year. But yeah, just uh, he, he looks like a man among boys uh, on the field there. But he's but he's young still, right? He's he's basically still a kid. I mean, I got to look him up. Yeah, I got to find his age. But um, so he is 19 years old. Yeah, 19. So yeah, God, I because I kept thinking, well, I think maybe it's time for him to start at Double A next year, but not really. Not at 19 years old. If he's still 19, um, you know, 20 year old season in in High A, and then maybe work your way up to Double A. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, God, the Giants have such a strong, strong young core. I'm glad you guys were able to go out there. In the Patrick Bailey video, it sounded like your son Brian was sending, um, sending the runner home. <laughs> go home, go home. That was great. I love that. I miss that ballpark. I really do miss that ballpark. I'd love to get down for like a three game series, just yeah. three games in a row. Yeah, it'd be um, fun. And it, and it's not it's not necessarily considered in the entire league, California league. And that ballpark are not considered a, a hitter's league and a hitter's ballpark. Um, pitching always dominates in the California league. Um, to, so to see Matos do that to that ball, geez. I, I thought for sure, too. I thought, why are you showing us a, a foul ball? Because <laughs> 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 he's watching it, too. He thought it was. Yeah. But he tattooed it so hard that, it, yeah, it stayed in, which was fantastic. Now, so, down that left field line, did you get barbecue? That's the We did. Oh, we did. Oh, I miss that so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a regular who was behind us, and you could tell, like, they're probably going to most games, and they know all the players, and they oh, have yeah. their, their favorites. They were saying no on the barbecue. They were saying it was too dry. 
Really? Yeah. Man, that was the talk of the California League back in the day, that barbecue at, at Turkey Mike's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't remember what it was at the time, but um but uh San Jose, what's it what's it called now? At the time ex- it was San ex- Excite Ballpark oh, and the, okay. the barbecue is called Turkey Mike's. No, that they blew it. Because it, <laughs> it used well, it went back in the day. It was called San Jose Municipal Stadium. Yeah, uh, and but I don't remember. It could have been Turkey Mike's for all I know. But the barbecue was always the thing. I would get so mad because I'd be up with the, doing the broadcast about the fifth or sixth inning, and I could start to smell it, and I'm like, oh, now I'm getting hungry. Yeah. But the GM would always bring us up uh, a nice uh, little plate of uh, barbecue at the end of the game and a beer. And so we get to do the post game interview and, and that was always fun. So yeah. the beer batter, you remember the beer batter? Oh, I remember the beer batter. Yeah. The beer that batter was, was the leadoff hitter Ooh. who was like hitting under 100 or something. And um, yeah, no, but he, he didn't strike out one time. So, <laughs> well, and that's a, and that's a ballsy move to do too, because uh, the leadoff batter is going to get up because what they do it up to about the seventh inning, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the leadoff batter is going to get quite a few ABs. Um, I think there have been times where the uh, beer batter was like the number three hitter and he'd get one at bat and then he'd get yanked and everybody's like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, minor league yeah. baseball is, yeah. uh, is, is amazing. So uh, okay, so let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up with the last part of this show, which is yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about the Padres. And unfortunately for the Padres, they've had some injuries happen. Uh, they lost uh, Cronenworth to a fractured finger. Okay. I think he got hit by a pitch. Now, it sounds like it's going to be based on the inflammation and how much pain he can deal with. Yeah. It seems like he's going to miss at least some of this series with the Giants. They may have to bring Tatis back into the infield because of it. And we already mentioned Blake Snell uh, getting hurt. They've lost a few other guys as as the season has has come a little bit closer to the end but a four game series with a team who um you know they're young and they're sort of like they had that taste last year and things haven't gone a hundred percent for them this year because the giants have been so good i'm sure they didn't expect the giants to, to be as good as they are this year but what do you think about the padres here down the stretch because we play them in two series And unfortunately, also for the Padres, every single series for the rest of their season is against somebody who is in the playoff race. Yeah, and they're tied for that second wild card spot right now with Cincinnati. Um, I'm worried because uh, this is the team, if you remember last year, that knocked us around towards the end of the season and kept us from going to the playoffs. And the uh, eight eight teams from the National League went last year, and we just missed that cut because of the last series against San Diego. Um, I think the Giants have uh, some vengeance to take out on them here in the final uh, you know, however many games they play against them, seven, eight, nine, um, th- this four-game series. Uh, if you look at the pitching matchups, again, they've got Darvish, Arietta, uh, who I can't believe they're still wheeling them out there. I think they just put them <laughs> on a, on a, um, you know, like a forklift and just kind of bring them out. Uh, the guy is so old. Then you got Joe Musgrove, and then you got Paddock uh, going on well, Thursday. Have you seen Arietta's numbers? Yeah, so he's five and twelve on the year with a seven point oh four ERA. Holy cow! <laughs> Giants have faced him one time this year, and I think that's when he was in Philly, right? 
was he in Philly this year? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't. I re- they faced him one time this year, uh, two innings, and they knocked him around, scored six runs against him, um, had two home runs in those two innings. Uh, but um, but they get Darvish tonight, and Darvish has kind of been uh, the Giants' uh, Achilles' heel this season. Um, for the Padres. So he's pitched in two games against the Giants. He's 1-0. I think the Giants got to the bullpen and knocked around the bullpen in, in that second game and ended up winning the game too. Uh, but but Darvish was shutting them down before that. But he's 1-0 on the year against the Giants with a 1.46 ERA, 13.9 Ks per nine. Uh, so his stuff is nasty for Giants hitters. Uh, the Giants have hit two home runs against him in the 48 plate appearances this season. So that's going to be a tough task tonight. Again, the Giants have a bullpen game. And they're going against Darvish. So those are like two things kind of playing against the Giants tonight. But this is the 2021 Giants. Yep. Weird stuff happens. And they keep proving to us every couple games when the backs are against the wall and this is a game they shouldn't win or a series they shouldn't win. They show us that, no, 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 no. We're not that team. We are the good team. We're going to continue to prove you wrong all season long. Um, Tuesday, Di Scalfani, bum ankle, uh, still kind of working his way through that. We'll go against Jake the Snake Arietta. Um, again, I, I think the Giants take that game. Wednesday, the Giants have the great to be determined on the mound. Um, probably either Wood or another bullpen game um that's going against joe musgrove he's 10 and 9 with a 2.93 era on the season i think i think he's their currently he's their best guy going right now he is but the giants are are uh two and oh against him this year um they've got him for an 8.10 era in the two games 11.7 case per night he does strike out giants batters uh but the giants have hit three home runs in the 45 uh plate appearances against him in those two games, but they do knock him around again an 8.10 ERA in those two games. And then the Thursday to, to round it out, uh, Gossman against Paddock. Paddock is seven and seven with a 5.07 ERA. Paddock can throw a no hitter one game and then not make it out of the second, the next <laughs> game. That's the way Chris Paddock is. Uh, Giants have played, uh, 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 gone up against him one time this year. He only went three innings, um, 12 Ks per nine. They had one extra base hit and the 13 plate appearances. If my memory serves me correctly, I think he got hurt after the three innings and they had to yank him. Um, but he pitches well against the Giants also. If the Giants come out of this with a with a split, um, it's going to be really tough down the stretch to try to maintain that National League West lead. If the Giants go three and one or four and zero oh against the Padres, I think they're kind of cruising along. Again, their magic number is one to make the playoffs, just, just to make the playoffs. So right. if they win tonight, or uh, I'm not sure who the combination team is. Um, I guess the Padres, right? So the Padres or the Reds, really, because um, those are the two teams fighting for that other playoff spot. But basically, if the Giants win any game from here to the end of the season, then they're in the playoffs. They just have to win one game. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the giants take this series three, one. I think their toughest game is going to be tonight. They could lose tonight. 
put a sour note on the start of the four game series, but then they can rattle off the next three. I think there's a very good chance for that. I was looking at Arietta's numbers. Yeah. So for the last, so his last five starts. Now, three of them were with the Cubs. Hmm. Four Cubs, innings, right. four innings, two earned runs. That was his best start. That was uh, July 30th. Next start against Colorado, four innings, four earned runs. Next start against Milwaukee, four innings, eight earned runs. Mm, they left him in there. Next start against Colorado, three innings, five earned runs. Hmm. Then he took about two weeks off, started against Houston, five innings, three earned runs. So he has not really gotten out of, uh, you know, he's at least, he's probably got like a minimum uh, four and a half ERA in all of his starts. So I I was looking at, at some of his historic stats versus this year. Uh, he gives up about a home run every eight innings for his career. Wow. This season, a home run every four innings. The wow. Giants hit a lot of home <laughs> runs. Yes. <laughs> Start your Giants fantasy players yeah. against Jake Arrieta. Well, and again, the one time they they um, faced him this year, they had only 13 plate appearances against him and hit two home runs in the in the in the two complete innings he pitched. So, um the Giants on in that game were on pace to hit nine home runs against him. Say say, <laughs> say they would have let him go nine innings, they would have hit nine home runs. So, uh, all right. <laughs> and that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's let's shut this down. But of course, we have to get your ever crystal ball like predictions for this series. Yes. Okay. So here we go. Game one. Giants. I think the Giants could lose tonight because again, you Darvish. Right. Um, they beat Arietta. They probably beat Joe Musgrove. That game four. Thursday afternoon, weird things happen in afternoon games. But I think the Giants win that one in extras. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle. Gossman and Paddock are going to match zeros for a while. I think it's going to be a low scoring, like a 3-2, 11 or 12 inning game. Um, And the Giants win the series 3-1. And then we have the Braves this weekend who... Did, weren't very nice to us when we no. were in Atlanta. Recently. No, we need some revenge on that. Giants win that series two one, uh, and then finish out the week five and two, and still don't gain a game on. The <laughs> <laughs> might might lose a game against. <laughs> well, they'll gain a half a game, right? Maybe. Yeah, they, yeah, I guess they could lose a game. I mean, if we go five and two, and the stinking Dodgers go, you know, six and zero, oh, then yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It's so frustrating. Every time I, you know, we win a game and then I go, well, I'm going to flip over to the Dodgers. Now I'll put them on the radio while I'm doing stuff. Like, come on, man. Yeah. We can't catch a break. We keep winning games. We, we won seven in a row and we gained one game on them because it was the game that we beat them. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope for the best here as we close out this stretch. So, Next week, when we are back, we will be talking about more Padres, yeah, and more Colorado Rockies, and uh, and then 
that would be the then the following podcast literally is the end of the season. We will yeah. be able to wrap up the regular season. So how crazy is that? This is uh, our second season that we've covered the Giants in this podcast. It feels like it's be- it's only been it's been a year and maybe two months or so since we started. But man, that's that's uh, that's crazy, and we've never done this podcast during the playoffs. So we'll have to figure out what that, I know you're going to be out for some of it. So I may have to bring on yeah. some guests if uh, you know, based on how, how well they do and and we'll figure that out. But yeah, we have to figure out how to, how to do these, do these shows during the playoff race. Yeah. I'm only going to be gone the first week. So I, I've already looked at the schedule. I've already figured this out. So if the giants are in a wild card game for that wild card game, I will definitely not be here. Uh, if they, are automatically into the next round, then their first playoff game will be on a Friday, and then I'll be driving home from vacation the next day. So I'm only going to miss really one game because the driving game, I can always listen to the games. That's no problem. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, let's get that National League West title. Let's hang that banner. Let's not have a one game, again, the one game wild card. I saw something on Twitter I thought was really interesting. I thought it was really kind of cool. Somebody suggested there should not even be a one game wild card game if you're not within 10 games of each other and i thought that that's a really good idea i'd say let's maybe even make it 6 games um, because right now the Dodgers have a 16 game lead on the <laughs> next team. What I mean, what? So you're going to have San Diego's going to 16 games back, and then they go into LA and they can win a game. I mean, it's I don't know. It's Ken, Ro- Ken Rosenthal thinks that it's going to be two out of three next year. That's I, that's his oh, that's his guess. I would love that. I would absolutely love that because again, like I said last week. Then you're making it so the wild card teams are at a disadvantage. You want to win that division because you don't want to use two or three starting pitchers in a yep. series before yep. you go into the next series. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So, we will be back next week to talk about this team. Hopeful we get what Brad said, which is a five and two week. Uh, but for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Five stars if you're listening on the audio. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, the more that you know, the more that stuff. I, I don't exactly know how it works. I just know the more the better. <laughs> yeah, right. Give a like, that, right? That, Give a like on the video, and it kind of pushes us up to the top. So yeah, yeah. it just feels like more the better for stuff mm-hmm. like this. Of course. All right. So <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.